It's time for episode 473 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that's also technically a time machine if you play it at 2X. I am Dan Morin, and I am joined across the internet by my co-host sitting in for Micah Sargent this week, the host emeritus of Clockwise, Mr. Jason Snell. How are you doing today, Jason? Doing great. I just want to remind you, I own this chair. It's just that I let Micah sit in it now. <laughs> your, your rental rates are very reasonable. Which reasonable, is, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's good. Uh, also reasonable, the two guests that we have this week. That is the mildest <laughs> wow. way to describe our guests. Now, our fantastic guest this week, <laughs> to my left, it is our favorite, the business unicorn, the co-host of many shows, including Conduit right here on Relay FM. It's Kathy Campbell. Welcome back, Kathy. Thank you, Dan. I don't think I would ever be called mild. <laughs> no, that's true. I, re- I yeah. retract. It's <laughs> reasonable. Some pr- pretty reasonable, a responsible person. Okay, yeah. to my left, uh, somebody you probably know from podcasts such as Accidental Tech Podcast. You might, so- might also know he likes cars. He likes college football. Um, he- he- there's lots of stuff he likes. It's Casey Liss. Hello. I also like feelings, which you can catch Ooh. on Relay FM as well. On you can. Mm-hmm. You can't you catch feelings on all the podcasts on Relay Indeed. FM, but Analog is a podcast about them. All the feels. All the feels. Well, all right, we got four topics. Let's get underway. I'm going to kick things off. We've got new iPads this week announced in press releases from Apple. I have a question. What the heck is going on with the middle of Apple's iPad lineup? Um, if you had somebody coming to you right now and being like, hey, I want to buy an iPad. I don't need a giant iPad. I don't need a mini (laughs) iPad. What iPad should I buy? I want to know what you would recommend, if anything. Kathy, let's start with you. Uh, I have no idea what's going on. Um, I assume in about 10 years, there will be a really great think piece on one of those techie blogs somewhere, maybe with like five or seven colors talking about it, (sighs) about like the progress and what happened now. But right now, I have no idea. Um, and so I would tell anybody um, to go to Costco or Best Buy and pick whichever one's on sale. Oh, <laughs> mm, expedient. Right. Good shopping tip there. I am sure that somebody at Apple right now is saying there's an iPad for everyone in our product line now because I think that may be literally true. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> uh, but which one uh, is the problem? Uh, you know. I don't know, Dan. It's a good question. It feels like the iPad Air is kind of like the iPad Pro, but there's also an iPad Pro. But then it feels like the new base model iPad that's not actually the base model iPad. The 10th generation iPad is kind of like the iPad Air. And then they kept the 9th generation iPad around because the new iPad is more expensive. So it's all over the place. I think... um, realistically if you want a new ipad and you just want it you know to be nice but you don't care beyond that the new 10th generation ipad is going to be fine for that um if you are somebody who cares about like the air has a laminated screen and it's got support for apple pencil 2 and you know it's got it's got some better features i think the usb port is faster it's got some better stuff in it so if you want to splurge a little bit 
uh, the iPad Air is a better buy. And then the iPad Pro, you know, it's for it's for people like me who are like, I must have the greatest iPad of all. Um, but for most people, you know, the Air and this new 10th generation iPad are going to be fine. Um, I would say if you're using the Apple Pencil, though, don't buy the 10th generation iPad because it's using the old Apple Pencil and a really stupid uh, dongle <laughs> to make it charge since it doesn't have a lightning port anymore. And the only port on the pencil is a lightning port. So at that point, you should get the air and use the Apple Pencil, too, which is a very, very nice Apple Pencil. Casey? Yeah, I think similar to what you were saying, it's a couple of questions. First of all, are you going to be using a pencil a lot? And define a lot however you want, and we we are going to talk about that later. But if you're using a pencil a lot, iPad Air, because the second generation Apple Pencil is way better. Also, you made a really good point, or one of you guys made a really good point on Six Colors. Maybe it was Dan, actually. But, uh, but Hard the to believe. Fo- yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, the Folio keyboard, or whatever the new Magic Folio, or whatever they call it, is probably not going to be particularly good for lap use. So if you want to use this thing on your lap, and I actually do use my iPad Pro, my 2018 model iPad Pro on my lap, kind of a lot. So if you want a keyboard and are going to use it on your lap, then go iPad Air so you can get the Magic Keyboard. Uh, the one with like the floaty hinge thing. But if you don't really care about the pencil, don't really care about the fancy keyboard, then go iPad and, and why not? However, 10th generation that is, don't, don't even think about the ninth generation unless you're really budget conscious. Get out of here with that home button. No, thank you. Yeah, I, I think what this kind of, you know, points out is I would describe the middle of this iPad lineup as squishy. <laughs> You've got three iPads that are <laughs> that are kind of, the, they're all the same size pretty much, right? But they also are kind of wildly different in some ways. And as tempted as I am to agree with Jason that the iPad Air is like the right choice, it kind of feels like it's the weirdest option because it's in the middle and it's like, well, it's not quite as good as the Pro and it's not as new as the 10th generation iPad. And it's technically better in some ways, but it's also not as nice in other ways. And I just feel like i'm very confused especially i think with the price points as they've been laid out right now i mean you got to go up what like 150 bucks to get to the base level air from the 10th generation and yeah you get you definitely get better features there's no question but you know i don't know that you get the same 64 gigs of storage which a lot of people are going to be looking at and making decisions based on as well and i just find like the value proposition of that air has always been very weird uh, it doesn't even really earn the Air moniker anymore. It's not lighter than the 10th generation iPad by very much. Um, it feels like we just need a rethink right in the middle of that iPad lineup. And maybe the next generation of iPad Air, when it rolls around, will clarify the situation somewhat. But yeah. I do have to agree with Jason's point that the it does feel like there is literally one iPad for each individual in the world who wants an <laughs> iPad right now. So Get yours now before someone else yep. ends up with your iPad. Oh, I got Casey's <laughs> iPad. It's no good. I didn't want this one. It's uh, it's. it's <laughs> white mm. yeah i wash it all the time uh all right yep, yep, well don't thank drop you it. <laughs> thank for you all oh, for your thoughts too soon. Ooh, too soon we thank you all, all for your thoughts on the ipads let's move to our second topic which comes from kathy okay so we're gonna go back to talking about the ipads oh good okay <laughs> that's an ipad episode okay topical yes, topical it's, it's, it's fine um so the new ipads that came out there's lots of bright colors but not in the pro versions and do any of you know why pros are not allowed to have fun um oh daddy dear you know you're still number one (laughs) excellent just want to have fun and they don't they're not allowed to i think it's because uh when you're a pro you're a pro all the way no uh i'm just not gonna just keep (laughs) 
quoting song lyrics here. <laughs> pros are, it's about business. It's strictly business. Pros are about getting work done. You got to be serious. You got to be taken seriously. Apple clearly believes that the whole idea of a professional product is that it is uh, sort of like plain, or if it's got a color, it's a very kind of dark color that can only be discerned in certain light. And um, I don't understand it. Uh, on Upgrade, Mike and I have lamented Apple's weird color strategy across all of its product lines for a while now and our desire that they appoint some sort of color czar to get it all in line. I will say it's possible that the color czar has arrived with the new um, iPads because they are delightful. Of course, yes. the iPad Pros that are out are not delightful. <laughs> They're boring and they look boring. The cases are are slightly less boring but if you want something exciting that blue the pink the yellow those are very very pretty ipads so i kathy i don't know it's because apple thinks that pros are uh, want things that are boring and i i think that is a mistake and that what you should always have an option for something very low-key not everybody wants their device to explode with color but for those who do let them. And Apple uh, Apple doesn't think that pros can have fun. It's sad. Casey? Yeah, you know, I agree that this is, uh, I mean, travesty may be a bit dramatic, but it's, it's, it's a real bummer. And I would love to have more options for iPhones and iPads in more colors. And every time, you know, there's a new iPhone in September or thereabouts, I look at the non-pro iPhones and think, golly, I really want one of those with one of those fun, fancy colors. But I don't want to give up like the three camera system or whatever the case may be. And so I stick with the iPhone Pro and and I'm in the same boat with the iPads. I've convinced myself that I need slash deserve a Pro, even though I probably don't. And I always end up getting like black iPads and typically black iPhones. The last two years, not this year, but the two years prior, I got what was it like the blue and the green, which I did like. But I agree with you, Kathy. Like, let's have some fun colors. I may or may not even choose them because I'm old and boring, but I want them to be there. I would like that to be an option so I could at least think about it before I remember how old and boring I am. <laughs> so, yes, I would love for the colors are to come in, swoop in and give us mm. some more uh, colors for the professionals. Please. And thank you. I agree. And I think here's the thing that's missing in Apple's calculus. And maybe this shows some bias on the part of their worldview. Um, yeah, if you're in an office and people, you know, you feel like we need to have this sort of very professional culture and everything needs to be the silver or space gray or space black or space green or whatever. Um, <laughs> I think then, yeah, I can understand wanting to have that as an option. But here's the thing. Uh, out of all of us, many of us who would might consider ourselves professionals, very few, if any of us, work in an office. Therefore, our iPads can be any color we want because there's nobody mm. else around to see it. Uh, and maybe this is a bias of Apple trying to get everybody back into their uh, into their offices <laughs> and thinking we want the we want the standard iPads for everybody. But yeah, I think pros should be allowed to have fun too. Uh, I would love to see. Uh, a macbook that's that's a nice blue or something like that i think that would be awesome i mean you know i know the midnight has a blue tint to it or whatever but like i don't know that that new blue on the ipad 10th generation ipad i agree that's really nice i'd love to see uh, a laptop in that color or an iphone pro in that color so uh, you know apple is a company that literally you know their their most famous logo of all time is multicolored let's let's channel a bit more of that and bring that back <laughs> i think it it shows uh, a playfulness and a whimsical nature. I mean, the the iMac I thought was a great example last year, and I am, you know, heartily disappointed in the fact that no doubt, whenever an, a, a more powerful iMac comes out, they'll be like, yeah, but this one's only available in silver or black or something. Yeah. So boring. Let's get some colors back. I agree. Kathy, you want to wrap this up for us? 
Oh, yeah. So clearly, I am a very serious business professional. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I never have fun. I uh, love Mm -hmm. all of the black and silver. I'm just kidding. I'm sitting here with lighted uh, pink unicorn headphones, and my keyboard (laughs) is a rainbow with RGB. Like, give me all of the color. Until then, I will just have to have colorful cases. But even, even... the rose gold, like rose gold was great. Bring back the freaking rose gold if you're not going to do pink. Like, it's fine. It's fine. So uh, someday I will, you know, march down to Apple offices and hold a colorful, like, sit in or something. I don't know. We'll figure color it in. out. Yes. Yes. A color in. Love it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's two topics down, two topics go, which would mean it's halftime here at Clockwise. And this Woo-hoo. week's episode is brought to you by all of us and Relay FM. And, you know, yeah. keep enjoying your podcasts. That's it. That's it. That's halftime is over. And Jason's going to tell us his topic now. All right. Before we get to my topic, I've got a little halftime uh, treat for you, which oh. is uh, some color oh. suggestions for uh, new pro colors for Apple. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, dark artichoke. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Dutch yep. dusky rose. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would love a good dusky rose. That's I love. I love some of his work. <laughs> Solar eclipse potato. <laughs> it's a very dim brown, but mm-hmm. but not perfectly black. Okay. And uh, of course, my favorite and one that I I will continue to uh, advocate for twilight lemon. <laughs> so anyway, halftime is over. <laughs> And my question also related to Apple's announcements this week is this, uh, starting with Casey, have you ever used an Apple Pencil? And if so, (laughs) what for? So I was gifted an Apple Pencil back in 2018 when I got my iPad Pro. And it was one of those things where I wanted one, but I didn't really want to spend my money on one. And if you're gifted an Apple Pencil, that's the best Apple Pencil. Uh, It lives connected to my iPad Pro. I use it a couple times a month, I'd say, which sounds like that means it's a waste. And it sounds like I'm basically saying, no, I never use it. But I will say the times in which I do use it, which typically is, is marking up screenshots or PDFs or something like that, when I do have it, it is incredibly useful to have. And I'm really glad that I have it. But I absolutely could live without it. And to directly answer the question, a couple times a month, maybe once a week at most. But even that's probably a stretch. I've got one around here somewhere. In fact, I have two. I have a Gen <laughs> 1 and a Gen 2. Um, and I think I bought them both on sale at various points because, like Casey said, it's not something I felt like I want to pay full price for. Um, but if I could get it for a little bit of discount, sure. Uh, and I mainly bought it because I you know, like the idea of the Apple Pencil a lot. It is a very nice piece of hardware, especially the second generation model. Um, and I certainly had these grand designs of like, oh, I'll sketch out something and and use that to take notes or whatever. And then I remembered my handwriting is atrocious, and that's not a great way to do it. Well, I'd just be using a keyboard. That's why I got <laughs> invented keyboards. Um, and so as a result, I don't end up using it very much. It is something I find handy every once in a while when I'm looking to sketch out just something. I think, you know, Apple's Freeform app that they talked about that's coming later this year. It's like sometimes you just need to draw something or like a schematic or something like that that doesn't really work as well with like a a mouse or a trackpad. And on those occasions, I find it very useful. Uh, We've played a bunch of times over on The Incomparable, the Action Castle game run by our pal Tony Sindelar, in which you are like finding your way through a text adventure and you have to draw a map. And the Apple Pencil is great for that. That is like my number one. That should not be anybody's number one reason for getting an Apple Pencil, but that is definitely what I've used it for. Um, Honestly, I don't know where mine is right now. I think it's in my travel kit with like my chargers, uh, which also means I'm sure it is dead. (laughs) 
So invariably, that's the biggest problem with an Apple Pencil. When I need to use it, it's not charged. So uh, yeah, I, I love the idea, but it's not something I end up using very much. Kathy, what about you? I currently have an Apple Pencil in my hand, um, using it on my iPad mini that I use for my brain dumping and easy notes like organization. Um, I've done some drawing. Check out TPK White Sparrow for some silly little ah. doodles that I did, like like that little send it over to uh, uh, the incomparable there. Um, my brain works best when I write my notes by hand. Um, that's how I remember it. So it's easier for me to do my worky type things by writing it down and having it on the iPad so I can access it anywhere is great. I also have lots of Apple Pencils. I'm going to let you behind the curtain a little bit. I have bought my own Apple Pencils, but also I'll just say every time I get any iPad to review from Apple, they send me another Apple Pencil or two. And I realize that I don't always send them back when I send the iPad back. <laughs> and at one point I was cleaning up my office and I'm like, how many Apple Pencils do I have? <laughs> so I do use Apple Pencil, but um, like Dan, I my handwriting is terrible. One of the reasons I started using computers was so I could stop writing with a pen or pencil ever, ever again. Like, so why would I then write on a computer? Like, no, I this is what not why I'm here. Uh, and I've, I've talked about this and written about it a little bit, but like I started using um, to edit podcasts, Ferrite Recording Studio, which is an excellent iPad-based audio editing app, and it has pencil support. And I tried it out mostly just to sort of experiment and be like, all right, well, I never use the pencil for any, anything, but I ought to try it. And I discovered I loved it. It was, it was finally something, because I'm not a big drawing person either, it was finally a place where the precision I imagine that people really who draw and stuff really like about using a pencil instead of a finger uh, was amazing. And there are sort of gestures. You move your pen one way or another or you double tap it on the on the screen or whatever. And not only did it make me faster as a podcast editor on the iPad, but it actually gave me more pleasure because it had that tactile element. I felt like I was making a podcast with my own two hands in a way I hadn't before. Uh, and it made me more productive. It wasn't just the good feelings. So, Rough hewn, uh, that, hand carved. That was <laughs> it is. It is. It, it, it is a handcrafted. We make them here by hand. Uh, mom and pop operation here. So yeah, I do use it not for what it, I mean, it is meant for that, right? But it's not like for the artistic side of it. I'm glad Apple makes this. There's a, an artist I follow on Twitter, Jen Bartell. She's a comic book artist. Uh, she uses her iPad. And since I've been, and I've talked to her a couple times about it, like she has gotten more and more engaged with the iPad over time as they added the iPad Pro and they added the Apple Pencil and that the software has progressed. And I love that it is such a great portable, convenient tool for artists. But yeah, for me, uh, just moving audio clips around is what I with it thank you all for participating in my survey casey uh you're up with the last topic of the day what do you have for us yeah so i had to keep with the theme and the theme is <laughs> ipad so i would like to know is your ipad and I, I guess i'm tipping my hat a little bit or showing my hand in that i only have one but is your ipad cellular enabled why or why not and then if you would like bonus question would you buy a cellular enabled macbook or macbook pro if such a thing were offered I've had a cellular iPad before, but I honestly think it was like maybe the very first one. Um, it was a long time ago. And I don't generally get it now, mainly because I don't tend to use it outside of the house very much in places where I don't have Wi-Fi. 
Um, and if I do, I have tethering on my cellular plan and the hotspot feature on uh, iOS is quite good. And so I end up just using that instead. I never really want to pay the premium. I mean, even the additional, what, 130 bucks or whatever isn't too bad. But like, I just didn't want to deal with having another charge tacked on to my cellular bill, which is the same reason I don't have a cellular Apple Watch either, even though I do kind of covet that a bit more uh, than the iPad. My mom has had a, a cellular iPad for a long time because she uses it when she travels a lot and it's her primary computing device and she doesn't have the tethering or anything like that so and she quite in fact i had to have she called me like two weeks ago to troubleshoot that while she was on vacation because she couldn't figure out how to re-up her plan um but yeah I, i like the idea of it but it's just never been worth it for the cost premium for me uh, I would, however, be interested in a cellular MacBook. Uh, there's something that just feels very great about the idea of having my MacBook, which is my primary travel computer, be enabled on the network wherever I go, whether it's Wi-Fi or cellular. Really seems like a great idea. I'm often been surprised that Apple has not done this yet, but obviously now they have a more robust modem business and maybe working on that. So uh, if there's one comes down the road in the future, I would definitely consider it. Kathy, I have never had a cellular iPad. Um, I think I've only even tethered it once. And I think that was to download an app that I needed. <laughs> like that's the only time it's it's connected, not on the Wi-Fi. But I would love a cellular MacBook. That would be great. I would never really use it except when I needed it because the data on the MacBook would be more than I'd want my poor little um, iPhone to get heated up from being a hotspot. I do have a portable hotspot that I take when I do need it. And so I have that one that's separate, but it would be great to just have it built into my laptop. So I would love, let's get a cellular MacBook Pro um, in pink. I will also accept purple. Um, <laughs> maybe sparkle glitter would be great. But until then, I will just stick with what I can get. I had uh I've had an unlimited plan for a while now because having um two teenagers yes. <laughs> yeah uh so uh but for a while my unlimited plan did not cover tethering um it does now which is great because my wife's iPad is not cellular um but I do have a cellular iPad and I love it and my choice I and I've bought a couple now with cellular as a feature and people always tell me, I, when I mention this too, oh, people freak out. They're like, why would you waste your money on that when you could just tether? And like, there are lots of reasons. Um, among the reasons, as Kathy mentioned, your phone gets real hot and drains its battery real fast and you've got a whole other product. Like, oh, great. Now I'm draining the battery of two products simultaneously. Mm -hmm. uh, hmm, I don't want to do that. And also it's it can work great and be seamless. And other times it doesn't work so great and isn't so seamless. And having the cellular there uh, so that I've got my iPad out and I can just use it and not worry about it. I just I really like it. And it's worth the monthly fee to add it to my pool of unlimited data. Um, so I am a big fan of cellular in devices just for convenience sake. I would love for Apple to do this with a Mac laptop for all of the same reasons. I know there are some challenges because Mac OS is not built around the idea, unlike the iPhone and iPad, of fundamentally being a cellular device and having to control what data goes out over cellular versus over a Wi-Fi connection. Um, but Apple's been making some slow moves in that direction on the Mac. And I think with software and there's third-party software that already does this, Apple could probably do this fairly easily. In fact, I would even theorize 
that once you see those features entering a version of Mac OS, you know, the cellular Macs are near <laughs> because I do think it is inevitable, but um, it does, it is going to take some software changes so that you can say, no, please don't use all of my cellular bandwidth. Uh, only use that when I'm on Wi-Fi, and the Mac is not so good at that right now. But I'm I'm pro cellular device, Casey. Yeah, I echo pretty much everything that you said, Jason. Um, I've typically bought cellular enabled iPads, but I didn't always have a cellular plan on them. A lot of times, what I was doing is using like uh, T-Mobile used to be really good about this. You could get you know a gig or five gigs of data that would last a pretty long time. Or when I was traveling, I would do you know a prepaid. Um, uh, you know, batch of data and then just be done with it. But uh, when I switched uh, cell carriers earlier this year, I decided that I really don't run very often anymore. I do exercise other ways. And that was the big justification I had for a cellular Apple Watch. And since I was already paying that money anyhow, I thought, well, how about this? Why don't I, inst- I'll, I'll no longer have a cellular, or no longer activate the cellular portion of my Apple Watch. And instead, I'll move that money, so to speak, over to the iPad. And And again, I'd already had a cellular iPad. And I really do like it. I, I prefer having that option to just always know that that thing can be online irrespective of what's around it. And it can also act as like the sacrificial lamb as a hotspot if you don't want to get your phone, you know, have the phone's battery drained or something, but you need a device that, that you want to have tethered. Well, you can have the iPad with its much bigger battery act as the host, which is really, really great. So I prefer it. I think it's per, for me, it's worth the money, even though I am pretty cheap. Um, I think it's worth the cost of entry, even though $130 or whatever it is, is quite a lot of money. And then the 10 or 20 bucks a month, depending on your carrier. And then would I buy a cellular enabled MacBook? I would murder all three of you whom I love dearly to get my hands on a cellular MacBook. Wow. I, I, wow. I, 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 gotta, I want one I go. so badly. <laughs> I want one so badly, uh, which would make a very interesting conundrum between, you know, if I were to only choose one device between my iPad and my MacBook, which would I choose? And I think the answer would be my MacBook. But I, I would absolutely kill for this. I've wanted it for years. I'm not the only one, but I've wanted it for years. Please, Apple, please. I'm begging you. Even before colors, don't tell Kathy. Please, <laughs> can I have a cellular MacBook Pro? Please. No, Casey. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is four topics down. We have just enough time for a bonus topic. I would like to know, do you have a favorite work of art, Kathy? Yes. Excellent. Jason, no. <laughs> Would you like to tell us us what it is, Kathy? Uh, Yes, but I'm only going to talk about it in overtime. How about that? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) No? What are you doing? I don't know. I was trying to... We talked about it. Okay, fine. Yes, I love the artist Degas, and in particular, his only public statue, um, which is called The Little Dancer Aged 14. Um, It is in the Musée d'Orsay, and it is an X like one of the first works of art like statues that's used like that uses mixed media and it's just absolutely beautiful including real clothing on the statue um it's just mwah, i love it i i i mean there's a lot of art i appreciate i'm not sure i have a favorite uh i picked one uh, that i've seen and uh and liked a lot which is uh the title is Lincoln in Dolly Vision and there, I saw this at the Dali Museum in Figueres, Spain. It is Salvador Dali. It looks from a distance and you see it. It's a, a, a towering work and you see it from a distance and it is a portrait of Abraham Lincoln. 
And then you get close up and you realize that it is a mosaic of different images, um, mostly a naked lady. Because uh, that Dolly, he's a scamp and he does tricks with his art. And I love it. So there you go. Dolly, Lincoln and Dolly Vision. So for me, I don't have a great answer for this. Uh, I'm going to choose two and be very brief about it. The first one is something that I saw a lot as a kid and really, really spoke to me. And I, I would expect of any of us, maybe Dan would be familiar with this. This is the Justification for Higher Education poster, which I think was in like the scholastic uh, book thing that you could buy, like books and posters and whatnot. And what it is, and there's been different versions over the years, but it's a garage with like several exotic supercars in it. And then like this mansion in the background. And it's obviously a way of saying this is why you you know get a good education. And I always thought that was funny. I also like the uh, Blown Away guy, which was the old Maxell uh, cassette tape ad, which uh, where there's a guy facing a, a speaker and it's like, you know, the, a gust of wind is blowing him and his martini over, which I always always thought was really clever. I, I don't know. That's not really neither of these are good answers. I'll be the first to tell you. But uh, when I think of things that I think are funny or enjoy, I, I really like both of those. Uh, for me, my favorite is a uh, painting by Edward Hopper uh, called Early Sunday Morning. And it's basically just a picture of a streetscape, but it's the light in it. Like he captures the shadow and the light, those long shadows. And like it is perfectly evocative to me of like when you've gotten up early on a Sunday morning and everything is quiet and everything is closed and you have those long, especially in the winter, those long shadows. So it's absolutely beautiful picture. I'm hoping one of these days I'll get a a smaller reproduction for my house somewhere. But thank you all for your thoughts on that. If you'd like to get ad-free episodes with an extra overtime topic every week, you can become a member of Clockwise. Just go to relay.fm slash clockwise, and you can sign up for just $5 per month or $50 a year, and you'll help support the show. In this week's overtime topic, we discuss something not iPad-related at all. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's show. All that remains is for us to thank our fantastic guest this week, Kathy Campbell. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And Casey List, thanks for coming back on. I, I, you probably didn't know I was going to be here, right? But anyway, thanks for coming on anyway. <laughs> I never would have shown. No, of course. The pleasure. It is always a pleasure to talk to all three of you. And we will be back next week. I believe Micah will be returning. But thank mm-hmm. you, Jason, for sitting in for the last sure. couple weeks. We really appreciate it. And of course, in the interim, we remind everyone out there listening, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. Bye.